Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth. Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best. Today's topic is the fight against human trafficking. I know this is a tough one, but it's really, really important that we all get on board to realize what's happening in our world. Friends, a couple of weeks ago, I had the honor of speaking in a neighboring city for an event that was for domestic violence and abuse awareness. As I prepared for the event, it was so difficult for me. You see, every time I go through the things that happened to me before I met Farmer Dean, well, it gets a bit tricky. Like anyone who suffered difficult things in life, you don't want to fling open the doors and walk happily inside to view and review to dig up and dig out the past. Now, it's a lot easier to keep the doors and windows closed and locked and try to move past what's happened. But nevertheless, things did happen and they were not good. To open the doors, to bring out the wounds and scars, and to tell your story isn't easy, but at times we're called to do it and we must for the benefit of others. As I drove to the event, I arrived with a heart-pounding, dry mouth and a voice inside that said, You can't do this. I cried out to God. I said, Why? Why did I have to go through this? And now why do I have to talk about it? And just like that, it happened. I turned into the parking lot where I was speaking, just as a huge eagle flew down in front of my windshield. His wing was gigantic and it scared me. I screamed and slammed on the brakes. I parked and just looked at it sitting there so calm and so regal. I felt the Spirit of God saying, Kathy, you know all the scriptures that say I will hide you underneath the shelter of my wing. Well, I'm right here protecting you today. Go in and help others with your story. And I did. But time and again, that old question arises, if God protects us, where is he when bad things happen? Today, we're talking about the hard truth of what's happening. You might not like it. I know I don't. But truth is truth, and in order to help others, we must walk in truth and in light. Scripture says truth will set you free. And Christians need to know this. We have to be aware of the horrific sin that's now happening, even within our own community, something called human trafficking. With me today is our Best Life staffer, Tony Guerrero. Tony served for many years as the music director to Rick Warren from Saddleback Church in Orange, California. Tony's a nationally acclaimed jazz musician, author, speaker, and a Dove Award-nominated producer, as well as the founder of Fact Alliance, a nonprofit organization that fights against human trafficking. Welcome to the show, friend Tony. Thank you, Kathy. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're with me. I wish that you were here, though, in Benson and having a cup of coffee. But I, Me too. That I'm, sounds good. <laughs> I'm glad you're calling in. So, Tony, I want to talk about some of the hard stuff first, and then we're going to talk about sure. your music. We live in a rural community outside of the Twin Cities, about a couple of hours, and many of us here are just totally ignorant about the problem of human trafficking. I know that it's something that, you know, rural America needs to wake up and be aware of. We've got a situation in a town over from us that we don't know what's happening, but a missing girl ends up murdered. And so people are starting to wake up. And I know that you know a lot about this. So I'm wondering, can you just, you know, start at the bottom and tell us what you know, describe what this term means, human trafficking? Sure. Well, I'll say, for, let me start by saying the uh, the ignorance you describe is not limited to uh, rural America. I mean, people, uh, 
in my neighborhood, in the big cities, like so many people still don't know that this is going on, uh, not only around the world, but in their own backyard. And uh, so I appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk about it and just try to get the word out. And that's sort of been my whole goal um, in the trafficking movement from the beginning was uh, when I first learned about it, you know, I consider myself fairly well informed, and yet I was shocked to find out I that this was going on in the world, and I had no idea. And so my first instincts were to try to get the word out and use my network as an artist and as a musician to try to reach people. And uh, that's where my involvement started. And the more we got uh, got involved, we realized there were other action steps we needed to get involved in. But human trafficking really is... Um, it, it's it's modern day slavery is what it is. Um, you, I think when people the the term human trafficking, we think just about smuggling people across the border. Maybe that's the, the uh, visual image that comes to mind. But uh, really, human trafficking is modern day slavery. It's it's the forced labor of um, of people from all walks of life, not just poor people in third world countries, but you know even kids who are brought up in um, middle-class America can be victims of human trafficking. And when I say forced labor, it covers a lot of areas. It's everything from kids working in cocoa fields in uh, on the Ivory Coast in Africa to um, people being forced to work in brick ovens or uh, in brick foundries in India. And um, perhaps the, the hardest one for many of us to take is the idea of sex trafficking and that there's a an entire... Um, industry built up around uh, forcing people to give their bodies for sex. And um, when I say people, it's not just it's not just uh, adult women, and it's not even just women, but it's uh, uh, it it goes all the way down to children and uh, girls as young as five years old who are forced to work in brothels um, and uh, and forced to you know just forced to do horrendous things. Um, multiple times a night sometimes. And that's, uh, you know, there's there's no polite way that whenever I'm on the air or talking about this, I try to think, how do I say this politely? And there's no polite way to say right, it. Right. It's because a horrible, it, it horrible is. thing. It is such a horrible and, thing. Horrible and awful to think about, but yet we have to because it's something that's getting bigger and growing and moving. You know, it's, it's traveling. Um, and people do think um, in my area that it is just this, you know, basic sex trafficking. They don't think about it with the other things that you're talking about as well. Um, right. But it's horrific. Tony, how did it come about that you created this wonderful organization called FACT Alliance, which stands for Fight Against Child Trafficking? And tell us what your organization does. Well, we um, several years ago, my, my wife called me. This was probably uh, 2006 or seven. And she was working uh, for a little while for Kay Warren, and uh, while at the office, she ended up watching a video uh, about human trafficking. She called me in tears and started telling me about what she had seen in this video. And I, you know, I, I was interested and, and sympathetic, but it didn't really catch me in that moment. Um, but that's the first time I remember hearing about it. And then it wasn't uh, too long after that we had our first daughter, and I remember holding her as a little, as an infant, and then I ended up seeing that same documentary that my wife watched, and what I saw was people uh, going into 
brothels in uh, Cambodia and literally rescuing five-year-old girls, six, seven, eight-year-old girls out of this brothel. Um, and it just, it just grabbed me. When I realized how young those kids were and that I was holding my own daughter and how close in age they were, it just, it just grabbed me, and I just uh, I had to start learning about it. And, um, like I said, my first instinct was I, I couldn't believe that I didn't know about it. And our first action steps when we uh, I, I gathered some friends together and told them what I'd seen and, and just tried to try to get something going. And we just started putting the word out, and we got some celebrities to do some YouTube videos and that kind of thing. But over time, what we realized is, you know, when you see those images of rescuing girls you sort of want to do that. You want to put your superhero cape on and fly into a brothel and grab these girls and save them. But the reality is you can't save these, and it's not just kids, but you can't save these victims uh, if there's no place to house them, if there's no place to put them uh, afterwards. And that's where we really started to realize there's our action step, is there needs to be more aftercare for these victims. And that's been a growing movement over the last several years that we're, uh, we're starting to see more groups like ours um, work towards building aftercare. I mean, at one point in the United States uh, just a few years ago, there was something like only 50 beds dedicated to trafficking victims, hmm. and yet hundreds of thousands of victims. And right. so that's the, that's the discrepancy that we were trying to tackle and continue to try to tackle. And, and it's, it's far from being tackled. But it's the kind of work that needs to get done, is there needs to be a place. If you don't have proper aftercare, not only are the girls never restored properly uh, and healthily, uh, probably not the right word, but a lot of them end up back in, the, in that life because they don't know where else to go. Right, right. So, Tony, just thinking about how horrific this is and knowing that, you know, what we talked about, um, we keep thinking in small rural America, okay, this will never happen to us. It's just the big cities, so we don't really have to think about it. And realizing now that it's moving in, um, we just had a, a police officer tell us that, you know, in in our area, it's it's traveling um, and moving its way towards the smaller towns. What do you think that you could tell us as listeners um, that we can do to support and to help and to make a difference? Well, um, there, there's a few things we can do. I, I will say this, in terms of, of people thinking it's just happening elsewhere, especially the sex trafficking thing, uh, sex trafficking, in in one sense, isn't any different than porn, in that if there is a sexual need, then there's a market for it. Okay. And that sexual need or desire does not uh, limit itself to big cities. So if you are in an area where there are people who have that sexual desire, um, then it's gonna. It, it can come to your neighbor. There's a market there, and somebody wants to make that money. And right, that's right. that's as simple as it gets. It's it it's not limited to the big cities. And uh, like John mentioned right before we came on the air, that it's um, it's easier in the in some of the more rural areas because there isn't there aren't task force task force set up in uh, like there are in some of the bigger cities. Um, it, the there isn't as as large of a police presence, so it may be easier for the traffickers. But um, basically, it's a it's a market. It's a thirty two billion dollar industry, mm-hmm. and it's growing. And it's really the second largest industry in the world after 
uh, drug trafficking. It's, it's equal to arms trafficking. Wow. And that's how big it is. So it, we can't expect that it's not going to spread to where we are. Um, if we look at the bigger picture of trafficking and, and don't just limit it to sex trafficking, um, there are very simple things we can do. Uh, learn about free trade and uh, fair trade products. When you buy, uh, when you buy chocolate, from some of the big companies, and I'll just mention them because it matters to me. Sure, you know, when sure. you buy M and M's, you are buying chocolate that comes from slave labor. Okay. Um, look into who the where these companies are getting uh, their supplies, and um, uh, you, you, that's something you can do is put your money where where your um, I guess put your money where your morals are. You okay, know, sure. Um, the uh, uh, so I I try to avoid buying certain products. Coffee is another one. There's a lot of coffee companies that use slave labor to, uh, and it's it's indirect. It's not like they're out. It's not like um, not like these companies are going out seeking slaves themselves. It's that the only supply chain comes from these third world countries, where that's how the, that's how the the um, work is being done is slave labor. Okay. And so there are fair trade products out there that you can. Purchase, just do some research and buy that coffee, buy that chocolate instead, or buy sure. those fabrics. Sure. And it's, it's all over the web. It's easy to do. And if people were to put their money there and start taking their money away from the others, mm-hmm. uh, we would hit that marketplace. Okay. And that's, that's important. And really, when it comes down to the sex trafficking thing, you know, it, it's all tied in. The, the uh, pornography and um, uh, culture and music and everything that we visually stimulate people's eyes with and I mean, it is all connected, and we all play a part in that. Okay. So thinking about that, you and I are talking about something that's really difficult with human trafficking. And I know, you know, living in the Christian world, because I deal with a lot of Christians, they are asking the same question um, that regular, everyday people are asking. So where is God in this? What can we do? And, and where is God in this? How, you know, people ask me all the time, how can God allow this to be happening? What do you say to people? One of my favorite um, ways to answer that and is this old, um, well, what's the word? It's not a, not a joke. It's an old story, I guess, uh, of a person who dies and goes to heaven and says, God, there was, there was so much uh, pain in the world and so much sadness and so much need, and there were so many hungry people and poor people. Where were you? And they're like, what, what did you do about that, God? And God said, I sent you. And that's what it means that's when great. we're the hands and feet is, um, God doesn't. God doesn't prevent that people from doing evil. People will do evil. That's what. That's our, then. That's the human condition. So evil will be in this world. The antidote antidote to that is not that God reaches down and stops it. It's that we uh, do what God calls us to do, and we go to those places. We do the work uh, that we're supposed to do. So the answer really is where God is in all this. Is He's He's us. He's uh, he's waiting for us to act. Yeah. That's a great answer. Well, if you're just tuning in today, you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth. And in the studio with me, I have Tony Guerrero, jazz musician, as well as founder of an organization that works to help uh, victims of human trafficking. And 
their aftercare. What a great, great purpose, Tony. Um, but aside from this huge task of helping others, you are constantly providing the world with incredible music. Um, Tony is just a fabulous musician. I got to see him as he played with John Tash for a Christmas um, concert, and wow, I was so proud of him and so overwhelmed with the amazing gifts that God's given him. And so, Tony, you have new music coming out soon, and I actually have friends right here in Benson that love you and have you yeah. on their iPods, iPads, you name it, they're they're listening to you. So tell us a little bit about that new music. Well, you know, thank you. I'm, I'm primarily a jazz musician, although my work has taken me into all sorts of fields, and certainly um, I've done a lot of Christian music and uh, producing and writing and that kind of thing, but my, my first passion musically has always been jazz, so the new album is uh, my latest jazz offering, and it's with the quintet that I've been been with for the last few years. We've been able to be together um, for for several years just as a band, which is kind of rare anymore to keep a band together, but um, so we just just put it out. It just came out this week, and it's all original tunes. It's all kind of traditional mid-50s, mid-60s kind of uh, swing quintet kind of stuff, nothing too complicated or, or crazy, just, you know, fun music to play and listen to. And, um, uh, yeah, and that's it. It's just I, I love making music, and I love, I love what it affords me in terms of uh, experiences I get to have, people I get to meet, and things I get to do. So I'm just so grateful that God gave me that, and um, I, I don't look... I don't look at my work as a jazz musician or when I'm producing music in other fields any different than I do when I'm doing church music. Like, it's all just a gift from God, and it's something I try to give back to God. That's wonderful. Friends, let's spend the next few minutes just listening to some of the fabulous talent of my friend Tony. Bottle, 
with one last thought today, what would you tell them? I would tell them uh, that if we're talking about human trafficking and thinking of it as this big global problem, uh, which it is, I mean, they estimate 27 million slaves in the world today, and that's more than at any other time in history. When we think of slavery, we tend to think of America in the 17 and 1800s, but uh, there are more slaves now than there were then. And if we think about it in those ways, it can be so daunting. And what can I do? What can I do? But what I, what I can absolutely guarantee you is that if you just join the movement in the smallest of ways that you're able to do it, whether it's donating to an organization or getting involved locally, um, what you're doing is massively important because what this, what a, an issue like this is going to require, a global issue is going to require a global response. So it can't, it can't just be an organization in, in Washington, D.C. takes this on and fixes it. It's got to be all of us 
I live in a uh, I live near a neighborhood that's uh, I don't live in a gated community, but it's, there's a an upscale gated community real close to me. Uh, just a couple years ago, they discovered a young girl there there who was living as a slave for this family uh, from overseas. I mean, it happens everywhere. And what it, what that took was neighbors identifying that that something was wrong there, and they had to fix it. They had to report it. So it takes all of us. Be aware. If you go to our website at letsrespond.com, there's a uh, a link you can get. Look at the um, look for a little link on the right that says recognize traf- trafficking, and you can download this thing that'll just tell you the things to look for and and how to get involved. And it's just so important to do something. That's so great to know. Listeners, you can find out more about Tony at TonyGuerrero.com, and that's G-U-E-R-R-E-R-O is the last name. And you can find out more about supporting his organization, Fact Alliance, at Let'sRespond.com. And the more that we open our eyes and become aware, the more God will allow us to partner with people like Tony who are fighting a God fight to help those who need us. Thanks so much for being on the show, Tony. I really appreciate you talking about the hard stuff with us. It's it's just a really sad topic, but I love it because you've brought some hope and shine some light onto it. And so I'm hoping that our listeners will really embrace it and and really start paying attention and caring. Oh, well, thank you for having me on, and thank you for uh, bringing this topic up, too. It needs to be talked about. Joining us in the studio today is Cece Turlow, and Cece is the Executive Director of Strategic Development at Heartland Girls Ranch right here in Benson, Minnesota. Hi, Cece. Hi, Kathy. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being here. I just wanted to talk to you for just a few minutes about the purpose of the Heartland Ranch and who you serve there, kind of what you do. Tell us a little bit about it. Sure. Um, Heartland Ranch actually has been in existence since 1992, and we have worked with girls for all these years. And, um, you know, I'm going to just tell you what our mission statement is, because I think it's it's kind of a new one this year that really um, exemplifies what we do. HGR provides strength-based, trauma-informed services and therapeutic equine programming in a safe, supportive environment that empowers girls to experience success and write a new story for themselves. Mm -hmm. And so we work with girls with emotional behavioral issues, and we work with girls who have been sexually exploited, sexually trafficked. And um, we work with ages 12 to 21 in most of our programming, but for Safe Harbor, which is the state a legislated model for working with sex traffic. The work right now is for under 18. Okay, that's really, really tough. Wow, ouch. And I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud that you're doing this because this is hard work. And we just talked with my friend Tony Guerrero mm-hmm. earlier on the show about human trafficking. And he just really wanted to encourage people that this is happening everywhere. It's not just happening in big cities. It's really happening right here in our hometown backyard neighborhoods. Very much true. Very yeah. true. Um, people, again, he hit it right on the head. And people tend to think, oh, big city, that's not a problem. Um, around us, but it is everywhere in our country. Unfortunately, it is um, seems to be worsening versus getting better at this sure. point. Sure. And what would you tell us as you're helping these girls who are coming out of something like that? What would you tell us? Um, you know, just as neighbors trying to trying to be supportive of you, how can we help? Well, um, I think a big piece is for people to educate themselves because. Um, with this new safe harbor legislation that has happened in Minnesota, um, we're leading the nation with our model, our safe um, harbor, no wrong door model. And it's important for um, 
community members to educate themselves, to understand the issue, and to understand what it looks like, and to be able to help identify these children. Um, also, it's really um, stepping up and talking to your children, um, talking to the young people in your lives, and helping them to understand the vulnerabilities that come with this and why people are hooked up into it and how um, now with the social media that is so prevalent and how that is really making this issue more difficult for children. So it's not the street walker of the past, but it's children um, being taken up because of social media. Um, Which is really hard. And listeners, if you um, were listening to our Get Back to School episode, you would have heard Alice Falk, one of my dear friends who worked with the Des Moines Police Department. She gave several really smart tips on how to keep your child safe on Facebook, on social media, making children aware that this is not a safe world and we need to be really smart and wise in order to protect ourselves and our children. So Cece, thank you so much. And again, can you give us the website information for your organization? Yes, um, it's www.heartland.com girlsranch.org. Just a side note, we are um, doing an expansion to help serve more girls in our Hearts for Freedom program, which is the sex trafficking program. And so um, we are looking for people who want to support that work and uh, welcome any types of donations or financial giving. So thank you so much, Kathy. Oh, thanks so much for being here. And again, please check that out. And if you feel like you can afford to send a bunch of money, I know they need it. And I'm sure even a small amount will be helpful. So thank you. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. Listeners, you may be asking that same question. Why? Why do bad things have to happen to people? If God is in control, why doesn't he stop people from hurting people? And you know the answer? We just don't know. I don't know. I like what Tony said. He said, because we are a sinful, fallen place that, well, God allows people to do things because we have free will. But we're not going to understand. Here's what we do know. Scripture tells us this in Isaiah 64, 6. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind of our sins sweep us away. Some people choose sin that hurts them. Others choose evil that harms innocent people. We live in a fallen, sin-filled world. Friends, the good news is this. We can do our best to help others who have been hurt or harmed. We can do our best to help prevent, to spread truth and knowledge, and not hide our heads in the sand. Someday we can ask God the wise, but for today, let's keep praying and looking for God's eagle wings to protect us and just trust. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus, we can't understand the minds of others who want to harm. Their sinful nature means they belong to the enemy. Help us to help, to encourage, and to be aware of our world so that we can join the fight to prevent harm to others. In Jesus' name, amen. For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com. And for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.